folks. Welcome to the Machine Repeat Podcast, episode number 46. I appreciate you giving us a listen. Uh, I think we got a show today you're going to enjoy talking about the current market conditions with uh, a special guest, uh, someone who's been in the farm equipment biz about the same, same time I've been at it, 30 plus years. Uh, we've got some very interesting insights into the equipment and auction business coming up here. And uh, before we get to our special guest, uh, if I'm giving you a little update on what I've been seeing with used farm equipment values here, end of March through April, uh, man, just unbelievable. It's the hottest market I've ever seen. In fact, I, I recently finished our quarterly machine repeat used values index report. It's kind of a bit my big picture look, um, kind of designed for people on Wall Street that are trying to figure out what's happening. But um, in it, I take kind of a microscope to all the different equipment sectors and also the market as a whole. And uh, you may be seeing me talk about this used values index report before, but I have a one to 10 rating scale I put on uh, market segments and then also the overall market. And in the through first quarter of 2022, we just hit the all time high 9.8 on my one to 10 scale. Uh, and for perspective there, 6.0 is what I consider to be stable or normal used values from my 32 plus years tracking things every day. All types of equipment sold throughout U.S. and Canada at auction through the 1,100 plus auctioneers we work with. So again, the market's just on fire. And just to give you a couple of examples here, just from the you know past few days, in case you missed it, uh, last, well, I say last Thursday, but uh, let's see, I guess it would have been uh, the 20... For the 19th, April 19th, uh, the most expensive tractor I've ever seen sold at auction. Our friends at Amon, Amon Vintage Power out of Nokomis, Illinois, Kurt Amon and the crew there had a collector sale, kind of an unusual one. They called it their pre-30 online auction. So we're talking to the big prairie tractors here, pre-1930. And if you didn't hear about it, they had a 1913 case 3060. Just incredible uh, condition. It had been restored over the decades, but uh, it sold for $1,470,000. Uh, highest tractor I've ever seen sold at auction. Same sale, they had a Pioneer 30-60 uh, tractor. Uh, now, if you're not familiar with Pioneer Tractor Manufacturing Company, they started about 1910. And there were a ton of companies making tractors back in the early days. Of course, that's eight years before John Deere bought a Waterloo Boy gas engine. So uh, that tractor sold for $456,750 last Thursday. And then also a 1919 Twin City 4065 sold for $493,500. So if you're wondering on the extreme uh, vintage, super rare, earliest tractor, Market, how that's holding up, uh, you know, Kurt and the crew gave us the answer there Thursday. Unbelievable. Uh, now, uh, if we look at some more modern tractors, you maybe saw this example. This was from our friends at Ritchie Brothers. Uh, this would have been, let's see, April 18th, uh, online farm auction on a Conquest Saskatchewan, but a 1984 International 5488 mechanical front, 7,755 hours. It looked great. And it wasn't like it had fifteen hundred dollars. It had, like I say, seventy-seven hundred fifty-five. But that brought eighty-seven thousand dollars Canadian. Do the math on the conversion to U.S. dollars, and it was sixty-nine thousand six hundred, which just dusted a record on a fifty-four eighty-eight that had just been set on November thirtieth, 
2021 when Sullivan Auctioneers had an online farm auction in Ogden, Iowa, where uh, another 84, I think it was an 84 model. Uh, yeah, 4,050 hours on it. Or no, that was, uh, excuse me, that was an 83 model. 6,731 hours on it. Second owner had sold for 51.5. And that had smashed a record that has stood for 21 years going back to November of the year 2000 when a 5488 in Attica, Ohio on a farm sale, 84 model, 4,050 hours, it sold for 34. So in the space of uh, five months, we went from a record of 34K on a 5488 up to 69.6 again last uh, week out of Saskatchewan. And that same day, good folks at Big Iron uh, had a tractor you maybe saw. It was a 2002 Agco DT160. Only had 111 hours on it, so it was very unusual. I don't know the backstory on why it had 111 hours, but just know they were original. It came out of Rockton, Illinois. Can it sold on the Big Iron Auction. That would have been, uh, let's see, that would have been April 20th. That brought 98250 bucks. Uh, and that was almost double the previous record. We obviously knew it was going to be a record with only 111 hours, but previous high was 53,000. That was from March of 06, 16 plus years ago. And that was 53,000. So again, that was uh, Wednesday, uh, April 20th. The day before, on the 19th, a couple auctions, uh, my friends at Kiko Auctioneers out in Northeast Ohio, they had two small farm auctions. One in the afternoon, one in the evening. Uh, the one in the afternoon had three record prices, including a John Deere 7405 tractor, 3,609 hours. Went for 45.5. That was with no loader. Um, and that broke a record from 14 years ago, March of 2008. Same auction had a Great Plains 1005 NT, 10-foot no-till drill, 1,677 acres. That went for 27K. And I've been reporting for a while now that no-till drills in good condition on the used market have just been scorching hot. So 27000 there, that was uh, $7,450 over the record price from three years ago. And that same auction uh, had a 2012 Kuhn FC323GC disc bind that hit twenty two five. And you maybe saw an Ag Day TV show on Monday, April 25th. I highlighted that. That's a record price on that model of Kuhn disc bind by 5000 bucks, And the record was... Uh, 10, almost 10 and a half years ago, December of 11. Now, later that same day, uh, again, Wednesday, or no, Tuesday, April 19th, Kiko Auctioneers had a little online farm auction out of, I think it's pronounced Ravenna, Ravenna Ohio. I apologize if I butchered that, but they had three more record prices. Kind of a fun one. A new idea, 323 one-row corn picker went for 6875 bucks. 5,000 over the record from four years ago. Also, same auction had a New Holland 256 rake. That went for 5,500 bucks. And I have seen just ton of 256 rakes over the year, over the years, folks. And that was 5,000 over, or 500 over the record from eight years ago, 2014. And then they set a record on a tractor, a 2005 New Holland TB100, 2,456 hours with a loader. That brought 35.2. And again, same deal. That broke a record 14 years ago. So the market just been uh, red hot. We also had our own machinery repeat online auction 
uh, Tuesday, April 19th. And, and we set more records here on tractors. So we had a 2008 John Deere 7630 out of Kansas, 4,985 hours on it. That one for 80250 bucks, highest auction price ever on a 7630 with over 4,600 hours on it. Also out of Minnesota, had a 2013 McCormick MTX 145, only 983 hours on it. It was really sharp. Came out of Watertown, Minnesota. That sold for $72,250, strong price there. And um, also a 2008 New Holland TV 145 bi-directional out of Idaho. 2,288 hours on it. That sold for $65,750. Second highest auction price ever on a TV 145 bi-directional with over 2,000 hours. Um, again, that was on our Machine Repeat monthly online auction. Our next sale will be on Tuesday, May 17th. Folks, if you got a piece of equipment or two or your whole line, whatever, you're looking to sell, boy, like I've been saying since October, this is the best seller's market in history ever by a mile. Not Nothing even close. And uh, again, you can list your equipment on our Machine Repeat online auction uh, Tuesday, May 17th. Just give us a call at 844-727-6374. And what we do when you call in, we connect you with one of our great uh, certified auction partners around the country. So we definitely appreciative of all their help, um, you know, with our auction to make sure they're run the right way for both buyers and sellers. Um, again, absolute sale, no buyer's fees. So give us a call if you got something to sell. We'll get it on our May 17th auction. We might even be able to feature it on RFD TV on our preview show. Um, so anyway, that's kind of the market update, just the hottest I've ever seen. Um, and quite frankly, the outlook going ahead, I don't see anything to change it. It used to be seasonally that uh, you get into spring, into early summer. You, actually, right through summer, it used to be that, that the prices would always soften once you got the seed in the ground. And then there was just uncertainty, you know, towards the end of the year, how we're going to come out. But that uncertainty is, that's long gone. I mean, this market is so tight. Can't get new equipment. The supply chain is messed up. And actually, I was just reading today that uh, with China now struggling to such an extent with uh, COVID and the particular way they handle it was just lockdowns. Shanghai and these other areas are popping up. They're having trouble. And uh, that is not going to loosen up the supply chain at all or shipping. So manufacturers, that's likely are going to struggle to get product. Um, so that's probably going to continue. And the other factor is the used market has never been this tight in terms of dealer used inventory. And I don't, that that can't change in the short term. You can't make more used items to be out there. So you add that all up and that's why I keep saying it's the best time I've ever seen to be a seller. And the auction market actually focuses that interest in an intense way. So um, again, it's, it's a great time to sell. Now that is the perfect segue to our guest this week, uh, Joel Everett from Joel's Tractors and Auction out of Strawberry Point, Iowa. A very prominent name there. The Everett name has been in the farm equipment and auction business since the mid-1950s with Joel's grandfather, Stanley, starting the business. And then, of course, Jerry Everett, well-known figure, uh, collector in uh, the auction business. So uh, let's welcome in Joel for a, a conversation about the current market and uh, what he thinks is ahead for the rest of 22 into 23. Hey, folks, I want to welcome our special guest to this week's uh, Machine Repeat podcast, Joel Everett with Joel's Tractors and Auction down out of Strawberry Point, Iowa. Joel, how are you doing today? 
Oh, we're doing great today, Greg. Uh, a little chilly here today, but uh, the weather will turn around before we know it. Farmers can get out and hopefully get to work here shortly. Yeah, let's uh, let's uh, help people here that haven't had the, the honor, the privilege of visiting Strawberry Point. But uh, tell us about your location and uh, you know where you're at there, Joel. Yeah, we're, we're located uh, four miles north of Strawberry Point on Highway 13. Um, we have four, four regular on-site uh, consignment sales a year here. Uh, we also do off-site sales, uh, live and internet-based, uh, uh, both, Greg. Okay. And folks, uh, I tell you what, one of the best auctioneer websites I've seen, you got to check it out. It's everetractors.com, E-V-E-R-I-T-T tractors.com check it out we'll talk more with joel about the website here uh but first joel uh you're you're from a very prominent family in the farm equipment and the auction business here in the u.s and worldwide your family is known uh, let's talk about that a little bit it was your grandfather stanley everett that got started back uh when did he get rolling joel uh, he started around 1955 greg uh he uh he uh, farmed himself, and he knew a lot of local farmers uh, in the area that, you know, through the years uh, needed parts for their tractors. He had a lot of, you know, started with a lot of A and B John Deere's, you know, an old 8N and 9N Fords and that type of stuff. And uh, he had an interest of that, and uh, my dad actually uh, joined in with him out of high school in 1959, um, and they, they grew and grew the part chart, you know, through the early 70s. Actually, in the early and mid seventies, it was the largest in the state of Iowa, mm. um, and uh, and Dad really liked that. And uh, then uh, then after several uh, years of going to the large sale down in Sheraton, Iowa, which would lots of times go into the two three o'clock in the morning uh, range, uh, wow. Dad just decided the trip was a little bit long, and he decided to have his own sales around 1979. Okay. So that's when the auction, auction part of our business started around 1979. Okay. And your dad, Jerry, he's uh, he's still going strong, isn't he? What is he, 80, 82 or 3 now? Eight years old. He, 80, 80 years old. He turned 80 last June, so he'll be having a birthday coming up here uh, shortly. Uh, yeah, he he did sell out and liquidate a lot of the part chart, you know, back about ten years ago. But he still he still has the passion for it. Eighty years old, still uh, tearing apart some old Fords and old uh, farm halls, and uh, you know, selling them, you know, to, to locals and then sure. people on the internet, of course. Sure. And let's see. So, Joel, I'm guessing that you pretty much grew up in the uh, the equipment and the auction business, then. Absolutely, absolutely did. Uh, you know, from a young age, uh, my dad also had a Tractorland Museum that uh, we took. One of my job uh, as a young chap was to uh, take people through the museum. He had a lot of early, early stuff from the early 1900s and uh, and uh, and that and uh, and so uh, you know he kind of kind of sublet that through his parts yard as well. There. Okay. So, so what was that like giving tours? When and you were how old were you? Did you say when you were doing that? about 10 when I was taking people through the museum um, oh, cool. and uh, and like I say it was dad's collection of stuff that you know through the years uh, 
he, you know, got from local, local auctions, you know, all around the right. country, you know, and a lot of them, a lot of them locally there. Right. So, uh, but he, he also sold out, you know, the museum about a year and a half ago. Um, right. I know you actually featured one of his tractors, yeah. the, the 1066, uh, the first serial number one. That was my dad's tractor. Um, yeah. I dearly wanted to buy it, but I had a feeling I wouldn't have enough money to, to, to catch that one back, right? So, oh, that was, um, uh, amazing, Joel. Yeah. I, I had numerous I, people. Pinging me on that one. What was a 71 model? It was the first one made, right? Yep, yep. It was a 7101 with a serial number on it and uh, the first one built. And uh, he actually bought it uh, right locally on a local farm sale, uh, gentleman, <laughs> which uh, after that, that night when we were at the bowling alley, he was talking about it. The gentleman, uh, he, he said he wished he could find the gentleman that uh, went sure. up to him that day at the auction and, and uh, alerted him that it was the first one. But oh. uh, very interesting tractor. Like I say, I'd have loved, loved to kept it, but uh, I had a feeling it was going to sell for uh, a great amount of money. Yeah. But uh, but to the guy that got it, I mean, it, it was just total quality and one-of-a-kind deal. Right. So I, I, I totally understand. So. And that was, uh, I think it had like 2,993 hours, wound up going yep. for 86100 yep. bucks. Uh I had heard the story that uh, you and your dad were at the bowling alley when it sold. Uh, were you guys watching it online yep. as the bidding was going? We were watching it, watching it on video. Uh, you know, kind of exciting to watch. You know, it was an online auction. Uh, you know, he had he had a few other other neat items on there, um, and right. and you know, you just never know on an auction. Um, I think there was uh, just a housing casting off of. Uh, I, I don't remember, don't quote me, but like a farm boy or uh, some other really rare tractor there. And, uh, and uh, it, it, it brought, I think $8,000 and that was just a chunk piece of tractor. Oh, uh, and, and so we were curious about that as well, but I guess what we could find was there was only a couple made and that uh, I guess dad at one time had sold a few pieces off of it to one gentleman. Well, I think he must have figured out that it was there and somebody else that maybe had another piece of that tractor, uh, same deal, must have figured wow. it out. But, uh, and dad, we just thought it was a piece of scrap metal. You know? <laughs> so you just never know on some of that stuff, what you might run across or that people have that they don't even know they have. Right. You know? Well, I got to ask you, Joel, uh, how did you guys bowl that night? <laughs> with, your, with this <laughs> happening? Really well, we just actually mainly just watched the show. I mean, it was a, it was a long night, but a fun night, you yeah. know, a fun, fun night. And, uh, right. you know, something that, uh, you know, I had the kids there and it was just something an experience, you know, cause that was dead lifetime collection of stuff. And, right. uh, and that as well. So, well, I know Joel, uh, your dad, legendary eye for quality historic equipment, and you are known for the same with your quality equipment that you sell at auction. And, and let's talk more about your auction now. You you mentioned you had four sales a year. Can you again tell us what time of year your sales are? Yes, we have four auctions a year. Um, we go uh, two in the spring and two in the fall. Um, we always have one first week of March. And then we usually go the third Saturday in April, and then we'll have one in August, toward the end of August, and then and then November, the week before Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, and yeah, we've been just very blessed here. Um, we you know have a lot of normal dealer and farmer consigners, and yep. you know, and uh, people kind of consign from at least a six or eight state area, and and uh, we're just very blessed. Uh, you know, we're in a good area here in the United States where, uh, like I say, our farmers are very meticulous and they bring us just some just, you know, very, very quality stuff. And uh, right. we're very blessed with our consigners through the years. So, right. 
Well, I know your your sales volume as you continue to grow. Joel, I, did you mention you had over 900 items on your uh, April sale just a week and a half ago? Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, around 920 at total lots, uh, 740, I do believe, online. And wow. then there was, you know, several lots that were sold off the line. Um, wow. But yeah, yeah, our sales have continued to grow. Um, you know, through the years, we've gotten around that 80 to 90 to 100 uh, tractor normal range. Um, we had our biggest tractor sale last November. Uh, we ended up with 123 tractors. So, uh, that was, that was a pretty great sale. Um, we do pride ourselves too, Greg, on a, on a few things you don't see a lot of places anymore. Um, our tractors, we sell them right and drive, uh, meaning, um, anything over $5,000 sold through the auction. Um, say you got there late to the auction, Greg, and didn't get a chance to drive the tractor. Um, if you find something wrong with the tractor and the engine and transmission after you bought it, we don't make you pay for it. Mm. Um, we, we pride ourselves, like I say, we want, like I say, usually when I start the sale, we want, we want our buyers to be happy with what they're purchased at our auctions. Um, right. and we, you know, we're big on, uh, also our consigners, uh, stepping up and, and representing their items, mm. you know, especially the local farmers. Uh, we like to tell them that, uh, you know, if they're not busy that day, if they could pay two, three, five, ten thousand dollars, you know, uh, for them to be there, you know, representing. Right. I know you're, you know, you always talk about that, you know, on your on your shows too about you know representation, what difference it can make in the price you right. achieve. Right. So. Isn't it, isn't it amazing, Joel, that uh, when you have the seller talk about their items and you know, Eastern Iowa, there, I mean, you good folks, and they. Uh, even when there's an issue with the tractor or piece of equipment, when when the owner calls that out, and at, at first glance you might think it's like, oh, why would you point that out? But it's been my experience that uh, potential buyers greatly appreciate that level of honesty, don't they? Absolutely. You know, um, you know, it's actually the opposite of what people think. Um, we tell our people to tell us anything that, that's good or bad. Right. And we have, you know, lots of consigners that the more bad they <laughs> tell about a piece of equipment, the, the more it brings, you know, yeah. just because people appreciate the honesty, you know, it actually piques some people's interest that, that they know how to fix certain things. Right. So they're actually, some of them could be more interested if they find out a certain issue, yeah, um, uh, which true. is amazing. But, uh, but yeah, absolutely. It can absolutely help in the price, you know, and that's why, you know, we always encourage people to, you know, give us as much information as they can. So, so, so ride and drive. That is an awesome program, Joel. You've been doing that for a long time now? Yep. We've actually been doing that forever, Greg, ever okay. since we started our auction. Awesome. Um, and, and like I say, um, cause, you know, we, we like to know if there's something wrong with the item, just like anybody else, right. you know, I mean, because, you know, we have, uh, you know, we want to uphold a great auction. You know, we, we want people, you know, we want people to know as much as they can about the item right. and that gives them more bidders confidence. I mean, I have a lot of people tell me, oh, your tractors bring a lot of their auctions. Well, at your auctions, I say, well, I say they might, but like I say, we, we want people to know more and then they have more confidence and then they can give more for the item. Right. I mean, it's simple as that. Well, I, I that. Uh, tip my hat to you, Joel, for that practice that you and your family have done for years there. It, to me, it's just a uh, extremely smart business from a long-term viewpoint. And unfortunately our country now is and our world is such a short-term focus, but I, I would imagine you tell me if I'm wrong, but I mean, you want, happy customers so so they will remain customers and go home and tell their neighbors that they had great success dealing with you guys i mean is that the core of it 
absolutely it is. You know, we want, like I say, we want happy customers. We want them to be happy with their purchases. We want them, we want them to feel like they got a great deal when they come to the auction, which, you know, it's an auction and, 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 you know, there's always great deals, you know, on every sale. Um, right. There is. So, right. uh, so uh, we're, like I say, we want people to get a great deal. We see it, we see it on a daily basis through our auctions. So that's a great thing for, for the customer. Right, so, right. How about also, uh, I'll tee up for another point here on your guys' sales. I mean, the buyer's fee angle um, with uh, Joel's tractors and auctions, how do you guys approach that? Um, there is no on-site fee. Um, yeah. You know, so if you come in person, uh, what the price you pay is, is right. the price that you're going to pay. Right. There's no extra fee. If you do purchase online, um, you know, obviously there's some expense that go in with yeah. the online uh online deals uh right. so uh there there is an online fee but uh but that's just pretty much the normal normal way yeah. of doing business anymore but right. uh but uh but yeah no and 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 uh you know the the online part really greg has really taken off ever since covid um yeah. uh another thing that we've seen um uh you know we've we've had online bidding at, on our auctions probably the last five five or six years easily sure. um before COVID, we would probably average about six to 10 items per six or 800 items sold to sell online. Um, after COVID, it pretty much, pretty much tipped that upside down. Um, oh. now we're well over a hundred items per auction. Oh. So, uh, people have more confidence, uh, buying online. Um, the advertising platforms are great. You know, ones like yours kind of can push people that way. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it's really changed things. It's, it's been a game changer and, uh, people have more confidence buying online. I think they got used to it, yeah. you know, more after, after COVID. Well, Joel, well, I mean, let's walk this back two years ago, two years in a month. So whatever it was, March 10th or 2000 or something, when the kind of the country shut mm -hmm. down, um, now that's, I mean, March, it was go time for auction season. Were you, were you coming up on your March of 2020 auction or, or had you just we, had? We, yeah, we lucked out on our March sale, Greg. Uh, we had it basically the week before okay. the really uh, bad stuff hit. Okay. Um, that being said, uh, like we say, we have one in April. Yeah. What <laughs> and, was that like? And our April one was totally in question. Um, and and uh, we did have a regular April sale. The numbers, you know, were down because of um, people's uh, question marks. But uh, <laughs> needless to say, um, that sale, we actually did it live in a bowling alley as well. Mm. So we, we rented the Elkator bowling alley uh, for good internet and uh, we sold sure. on the screen that day. Right. Um, yeah, so that was a very interesting experience. Um, we learned a lot of, learned a lot of things. The sale went great, learned a lot of things. And, uh, probably the biggest thing was, uh, if you're going to have, uh, you know, an online sale and, uh, and I've never did it before and, uh, be ready for the first day or open afterwards. Uh, mm. we, we had people lined up, uh, you know, outside on the highway and, mm. uh, same in the office and it was just me and my regular secretary. So we were a little overwhelmed and sure. <laughs> kind of got caught on that one. So. Yeah. Well, it, it's been fascinating, hasn't it, Joel? And you touched on it a moment ago, but the, the industries, uh, how everything just pivoted so quickly, people getting uh, comfortable and used to, uh, you know, clicking the button. I mean, we'd had online bidding for whatever, 15 plus years, but uh, the space has just rocketed forward. It seems to me like uh, with the, the online uh, buying here, hasn't it? Absolutely. You know, and it's pretty much, you know, every state, uh, you know, Mexico, Canada, overseas, uh, 
you know, it, it's it's just kind of amazing. Uh, you know, it uh, it's just amazing. You just see amazing things. Uh, you know, we have our regular sales out here. We have a lot of lot of uh, Mexicans that come up and purchase equipment mm-hmm. here. Um, it's it's kind of amazing to see when you're when you're auctioneering like I was the one day when there was two uh, Mexicans from Chihuahua, Mexico, bidding on a on a full row planter and mm. uh and the screen popped up bidding and uh a person from Chihuahua uh was bidding against them. So mm. literally you could have two people drive fifteen hundred miles and one of their neighbors be sitting at home, you know, <laughs> and they're still <laughs> running each other up bidding on items. Yeah. You know, so it's pretty amazing. Well yeah, and isn't that interesting like on a four row planter that uh you know, for a lot of people they just, you know, it's a you know, planner of the past, but, uh, for, you know, different places around the country or a six row, uh, you know, the whole trick about is just knowing about that one you guys have selling and, and you advertise, uh, do an awesome job there, Joel, getting the word out. So, uh, it's all about, yeah, bringing, bringing the buyers and sellers together, isn't it? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now let's yep. talk yep. about, yep. uh, just a couple highlights from that April sale. Wow. Uh, you know, talk about home runs, Joel. I, Oh, and bef- before I set, set, set sail into this, I have to compliment you on your website, everetractors.com. You actually have a Hall of Fame section, and you walk back yeah, through yep. the years. Yeah, highlight- we, uh, we We started that about, about 10 years ago. Uh, like I say, we've just been blessed with, uh, you know, people's consignments around the area. Um, so we've just kind of kept track of a few highlights of both our on-site and, and off-site sales, you know, for the last 10 or 15 years. Uh, so, uh, you know, we just like to put that out for the customers to see, um, you know, uh, it's kind of amazing, Greg, you know, when, when you sell certain items, um, you know, uh, people see that and it just jots their memory. Um, we had a, had an auction two years ago and, uh, you covered it, uh, you know, quite, quite a bit there, uh, on the 4440 that was oh, sold right. down in Helen cans, uh, over by Guttenberg, um, um, awesome sale. Um, you know, when I walked in the shed and, and, and seen that 4440 that was sitting there underneath, the underneath, uh, the, the, they had it covered up with a blanket there. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, I think this one's kind of special. Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we like to highlight tractors like that. Uh, that 4440, uh, we sold over there for, for 67,000 that day. And, uh, yep. you know, when, when you highlight stuff like that, it's amazing. Um, and, and like I say, you had some play on that one too there. Um, but it's amazing. Um, I had a gentleman call me up a week later, uh, out of Texas that asked me if we could sell, sell another one for that. And, uh, uh. My reply to him was, uh, I don't think so. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, I don't know that it'll happen again for, for a while. I said, uh, it was an on-site sale. Um, the person, the people were deceased, which, you know, uh, people around the area kind of, uh, you know, gravitate toward estate sales. Yeah, um, right. But, uh, but uh, after talking to the gentleman from Texas for a little while, uh, he asked me to try and sell it for him, um, sure. which I, we, you know, we advertised on your site, Greg, for the last at least three or four years. Uh, yeah. We put it out there, uh, his tractor, and uh, amazingly, his tractor only had 800 hours on it. And amazingly, yeah, we sold wow. it two weeks later for 69000 Wow. So, so, yeah, so like I say, uh, it, it kind of feeds off itself when you sell quality uh, stuff like we have on our Hall of Fame and put it out there. People see it and, and it gives you another opportunity. They kind of know kind of what, what's possible. Right. Well, again, I tip my hat to you, Joel. Uh, I work with 1,100 great auction companies all over North America. I, as far as I know, you are the only guys that do this to document mm-hmm. a bread, breadcrumb trail of your past sales. And yeah, that 4440, folks, if you haven't seen that, 
just go out to YouTube and type in, uh, you know, John Deere 4440 machine repeat or Joel's tractors and auctions. You can watch him sell it for 67,000. That was back, uh, October 24th of 2020. Um, now let's, let's walk through some of the highlights on your April sale. Joel, I know you guys had a 20 model John Deere 6155M, just 250 hours on it with a 640R loader, but you sold that for 140K, which by the way, you set a record there by 24,500 bucks. How was that? Mm -hmm. uh, must've been quite a nice rig. Yeah, very, very nice one owner rig. God uh, came up just north of here, up, up in the, just into Minnesota, up, up, uh, between me and you, actually, Greg, up by Preston, Minnesota, oh, with sure. a one owner tractor, uh, nice. sent in here. Uh, very, very nice outfit. And, uh, you know, uh, we're seeing a lot of, uh, the really late model newish stuff, uh, really spike in price. Uh, we've actually had some, you know, local dealers and stuff, uh, bring in actually some new items and, uh, put it on the auction and, and, you know, I mean, just with the supply shortage on, on new items, uh, sell for over new price, um, mm -hmm. just because if it's on the ground, uh, now, Greg, as you know, uh, it, it's going to move, especially on this newer, nicer, later model stuff, it, yeah. it, but it's yeah, getting hard to find. Um, we had a brand new H and S, uh, vertical beater spreader this last sale brought in and, uh, you know, I, I, we're good friends with the local H and S, rep and uh okay. he said they're completely sold out of, of new spreaders and you know a lot of their other stock till 2023 um they aren't even going to take any orders on it so you know i think you're you know i know you've talked about it in the past too uh such a shortage that the the high-end late model stuff um you know it is definitely uh if you can find it it's definitely in high demand right yeah it's kind of all about availability right now isn't it Mm -hmm. Ab absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and, uh, and the late model, uh, low hour, uh, higher end tractors, um, you know, in the past, uh, to, to the large dollar amount, uh, you would maybe see some interest, but, uh, the dollars would slow down some people, but, uh, it seems like, uh, right now, uh, that there, there's no dollar amount that, that slows a lot of them down. You just get more interest, the more bigger dollar the item right. is, which is kind of amazing. Um, let me bounce uh, something off you, Joel, here, and then we'll get back uh -huh. to your, I, I want to go through a couple more examples on your on your April and March sales. But the market sure. has been so heated and, you know, availability is such a factor. I've been starting to sense, it's the first time I've ever really used the word scary to describe the market uh -huh. in 32 years. But are you seeing uh -huh. more farmers buy, you know, maybe a tractor plant or combine kind of as a hedge for just... I you know, I, I am Greg, uh, you know, with, with the difficulty in getting parts and, and, and services, uh, you know, a lot of them I think are buying an extra one, uh, you know, in case of breakdowns or in case of issues, um, we're having a hard time like anybody, you know, getting, uh, parts or getting even a simple cab kit for a tractor, right. <laughs> you know, we've, uh, we've never had issues with stuff like that. And, you know, we're like anybody else. We want to get everybody's stuff ready for our auctions yep. and, uh, just simple, easy stuff is just getting to be very difficult. Um, so I think, you know, a lot of the farmers are hedging, um, toward buying an extra piece, uh, in case of a breakdown or in case of a need, um, instead of, uh, you know, having the danger of, uh, being down for three or five months without being able to get a part for their equipment at, at John Deere or at their dealership. Uh, yeah. I think that's a serious issue. Yeah. I, I just haven't ever seen it in my 32 years like this. And now it just, yep. uh, I think with what guys went through last fall on the harvest, you know, parts availability and then, 
you know, with the shortening time windows, I mean, if you're sitting up in North Dakota and it snows 30 inches, comes time to plant, I mean, you got to roll. So yeah, that's, that's interesting. You're kind of seeing that as well. Uh, let me go back Absolutely. to the April auction, Joel. And again, hats off for the fantastic yeah. sale. But you guys sold yep. an O2 John Deere 7810. And of course, they're super popular. But I think this one had 6,500 hours on it. You sold it for 86.5, which that's the highest auction price ever on a 7810 with over 6,000 hours. The previous high was 82K, but that was nine years ago. So obviously, it must have been sure. a, sh a sharp 7810. It really was, you know, and, and it came from, a, you know, there again, I talk about uh, local farmers, but it, it came in from uh, the Nick Hayes retirement to over by Arlington, uh, just west of us here. Um, a lot of people really knew Nick and knew what kind of a caretaker he was and, sure. and uh, knew him in the community, um, you know. So there again, if you kind of know the backstory on things, um, you know, that that makes a world of difference. Um, I know you always preach to that, Greg, about uh, about. Uh, customers and about uh, about their representation um uh, which uh that that makes a world of difference we you know we had another uh really neat uh tractor on that sale uh that 1850 oliver mfd yeah. um very very cool tractor uh completely original we had calls from all over the country but what was really neat about the tractor was that uh the the, the original owner was meticulous enough he had he had wrote down every oil change and everything that had been done to the tractor since 1966. And, wow. uh, you know, that went right with the tractor. And, uh, you know, so uh, farmers out there who are listening, um, you know, I mean, if you keep good service records and, and take care of your stuff, I mean, it, it's going to pay you dividends when you when you go to sell it to auction. Right. And what, in that 1850, what would that bring again, Joel? Uh, it was 26750 I do believe, $26,750, okay. wow. um, which, uh, you know, it ended up going to Indiana, I'm sure, to a collector. That there. is awesome. So. I, I noticed back also on your March sale, a couple more records. You had a Case IH MXU100 low hour, well, 3,500 hours, good sharp unit with a loader, 53000 bucks. The highest I'd ever seen was 49000 but that was that was 15 years ago. So, uh, mm -hmm. Have you been seeing those uh, that horsepower range tractor be pretty solid here of late? Yeah, very very solid. Uh, you know, um, like I say, them 110 horsepower uh, four wheel drive cab air mechanical tractors have been, you know, they've been totally solid. A uh, lot of love of the van there, you know, and uh, you know it can cross a lot of different farming venues uh, for uh, for the end user that would you know need a tractor like that. Right. So. Uh, but uh, I think yep. uh, so. Yeah, loader tractors have been really strong. I think you also um, had the second highest selling Deer forty seven sixty ever on your March auction, yep. Joel. Uh, like fifty, I don't know, it was yeah. five thousand some hours. You got ninety one five out of it. Yep, 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 yep. I I seen that it, it was the second highest, and of course the first highest was that brand new one that you <laughs> highlighted up in Canada. I do believe. Yeah. So. Uh, but, uh, we, we kind of yeah. throw that so one out. Very, they, go ahead, Greg. Yeah, we kind of throw that out when it's got three hours on it. That's a tough comparison. <laughs> but yeah, 91.5, that was outstanding, Joel. Absolutely. Yep, yep. There again, that 4760 was uh, the, off the Gary Hanus retirement. Uh, Gary was a you know very, very meticulous farmer, um, you know, uh, and, and just took excellent care of his stuff. Right. So, I mean, uh, well, you mentioned... You mentioned the service records, and I know a number of pictures and quality of pictures, you guys really focus on that, and rightly so, Joel, and do an awesome job uh, 
you know, I would say at the top of the auction industry and how you approach that. But can you talk about the importance in this day and age with online bidding and, uh, you know, pictures and quality of pictures? And I mean, that's it's a ton of work, I know. Oh, absolutely it is, Greg. Uh, we, we put out uh, for every auction that we have here on our consignment sale, we average about 15,000 uh, 15, pictures uh, per auction, wow. um, which uh, makes for a lot of extra work, especially when you're lining up equipment, unloading it, and uh, you know helping people get checked in all day. And then uh, basically we come home and uh, load up pictures all night long. Um, and uh, that's the thing I would like to say you know, to all the farmers or anybody out there, uh, no matter which platform you use, you know, if you saw it on Greg's uh, new auction he's got going or through us or anybody, um, pictures are at a premium. Um, people are, you know, getting more trustworthy and in, in, in buying online, uh, through pictures. Um, that is if you take good pictures and if you, uh, if you take up, you know, a decent amount, so people have the availability to look at, uh, right. several different ways, you know, to, to look at the items. So right. that is very big. Yeah. Tighter pictures are important, aren't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, any, any extra, any extra, you know, pictures and descriptions you can give is just going to help give more buyer confidence and, and help uh, get a better price for, for the items. Right. So, well, let me tee up now uh, while we're on the topic of technology here, Joel, and we were chit-chatting before we started the recording here, but you had a kind of a game changer experience in terms of your internet provider, which obviously people around rural America and up in Canada, depending on where you are, it can be quite a challenge, uh, you know, in your business with having to load 15,000 pictures for one auction. Uh, can you tell us about that, the new service that you guys uh, some time ago got involved with? Yes, Greg. Um, actually, uh, we're, we're out here four miles outside of town in the country. And uh, for a lot of rural people and rural farmers and rural areas, uh, um, to keep up with the uh, the, the quick uh, daily life of the internet, uh, no matter what uh, business it seems like a person's in anymore, um, it gets to be a challenge um, in getting good internet service. Uh, we, uh, through the years, uh, like I say, we struggle with it in our location. Um, uh, but, uh, and uh, actually uh, with our business, we picked around the idea of moving the location, you know, mm -hmm. due, to, due to internet uh, needs. Um, but uh, luckily uh, um, we, uh, uh, we're aware of actually by my 10 year old son here about four years ago that uh, Starlink was coming on and that uh, and that was going to be a new internet service for rural areas. Um, and we looked into it and we're lucky enough to be one of the first ones on the list. And, uh, and that's been a game changer for our business. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, uh, it, it's a very uh, fast, uh, effective and uh, affordable uh, rural uh, internet satellite service uh, that uh, has been a game changer for our business and uh, several local businesses in our area. So uh, mm. anybody out there, uh, we, we would just highly recommend uh, looking into that uh, because it, it's been a great game changer for us. And that's, so. that's uh, of course, that's Elon Musk, one of his endeavors, uh, providing mm -hmm. faster internet. But uh, yeah, I mean, what was that like trying to load all the pictures back when you had slower service? That must have been unbelievable. It was a it was a big time struggle, Greg. Uh, you know, setting up an auction with uh, the large amount of items that we have generally here um, uh, was enough of a challenge. But like I say, the demand of loading up fifteen thousand pictures per sale was you know a, a bit much. Uh, you know, a lot of times we'd have to uh, have to go out to eat or, or, or go somewhere else and, sure. and load up as fast as we could. Uh, 
you know, on several nights we spent here till five o'clock in the morning loading up just because of the slowness of, of the internet. So, wow. uh, and, and like I say, so, you know, it's just a huge, uh, huge, uh, thing for uh, any small town area, you know, to have the availability to keep up with regular business areas. Well, that's interesting, Joel. I appreciate your sharing your feedback there. Um, mm-hmm. And also, uh, you're, you're smart to lean on your 10-year-old son. I, my, Our two daughters now, uh, they're 31 and 28, but I had to lean on them heavily with technology over the years. Uh, and what is your 10-year-old? What's his name? His name's Logan. Logan. And uh, okay. yeah, he, he dreams of working for Elon one day. So uh, nice. we said we'll, we'll give him a few props on that. Uh, we heard Elon was actually uh, sending over some of his kits to, to the people in Ukraine um, on their mm. unfortunate war over there. So they still have access to the internet. Wow. So he does do a lot of good things too. Right. So. right. Now on the topic of sons, I understand you have another son, 16-year-old Jordan, who is kind of has machinery and auctions in his blood, I, I understand as well, Joel. Yeah, that's right, Greg. Uh, he, uh, he's kind of taken to it ever since he was 10 years old. Um, he's got, uh, he, like I say, he's really been into the auction end of it, and uh, he's really sharp about the equipment. Uh, he's kind of followed me around the last the last six years uh, pretty religiously. Um, he, uh, he's, like I say, he's really into the auction end. Uh, he, uh, he, uh, has a great FFA advisor over at Central Alcator where he goes to school. Um, one day when we were visiting with, with her, um, she came up with the idea that he should, you know, venture in his own business, uh, mm-hmm. which is great. So uh, my head kind of went down a little bit that day, Greg, because uh, <laughs> I thought, oh, there goes some of my help. So, so, uh, so yeah, he actually is registered with the state of Iowa now and has his own uh, auction business and uh, yeah. sells his own equipment under Jordan Sales as his name. So Jordan Sales out of Strawberry Point? Yep. Jordan yep. Sales, 16 years old. Well, hats off to your son, Jordan. Wow. See, now that gives uh, people... Hope, Joel, when our young people like your son, uh, entrepreneurial in spirit and independent and, uh, you know, a lot of tough stuff in the world today, but young people like your son there, both your sons, I mean, that, uh, that's good stuff. Now, uh, so, uh, Jordan is the, he'd be the fourth generation in your family in the, in the, that auction. is correct. He, he would be the fourth, fourth generation okay. of our um, family. Yep. Well, let me pivot a little bit here, Joel, and just, you know, you're yep. as connected as anybody. Let's let's just talk about this current market, just overall used equipment. I mean, you, you grew up in the business. I mean, have you or your, mm-hmm. your dad's 80, have you guys ever seen anything like this? I, I absolutely have never seen anything like it, Greg. I, I really haven't. Um, like I say, um, you know, it's just we're just at the point where uh, – um, the new has gotten so depleted and, and quality used, uh, is, is, uh, is just at, at such a premium. Um, yeah, we've, we've never, never seen the likes of it in our business. And mm. like I say, I've been at it, uh, you know, this would be my 31st year at it. And, uh, you know, in the auction end, it's, uh, you know, uh, we, you know, we do some retail sales in the off season. Um, mm-hmm. and, and generally, you know, we kind of push that pretty hard. Um, with as hot as the auction stuff is, Greg, uh, you know, we've told our customers that, you know, it's basically the only place to sell uh, right now in our world. Um, just because, uh, you know, what, what is to put a price on something right now? There's, there's no guesstimate on what anything's going to bring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was going to, going to, when I thought about the interview here, I was going to, 
um, it, it kind of, my wheels were kind of turning on the fact of, you know, we've got a lot of farmers out there, um, that, uh, that, uh, have, have financial statements yep. and that. And if, if they're, if they're three or four or five years old, Greg, I think, uh, you know, for their sake with, with the craziness of the market, uh, you know, they, they should, uh, look to, uh, you know, somebody like you or me or somebody in, right. in the business to kind of reassess their, their values, uh, they have a fire or something uh this stuff has gotten really hard to replace um you know uh so so from their end uh like i say uh um stuff's at a premium like say uh just like you said we've just never seen the likes of it uh it's just kind of a question of how long will it last but right. uh but uh it's definitely strong and it looks like there's no end in sight at the current time so yeah well i was going to ask you on the one hand joel your own feeling going forward rest of 22 into 23 and then also mm-hmm as many farmers and equipment buyers and sellers as you talk to, what's their general vibe you're picking up on for, you know, outlook looking ahead for the rest of the year? Um, their vibe is, vibe is generally positive, Greg. Uh, um, like you say, I think, uh, you know, for the, for the short term, everything, everything looks really great. Um, I would, I would, uh, you know, lay caution a little bit, uh, you know, uh, we've seen, uh, you know, things spike considerably in 2011, 2012, um, only to kind of level off. And, uh, you know, and then, and then, uh, with us in the business, we had a lot of uh, bankers and people calling us in 2017 and 2018, um, on, on their purchases, uh, that, uh, you know, couldn't put the bill. So, uh, yeah. so if you're purchasing, I would say, you know, purchase it and, and buy it outright. Uh, you know, long-term payments might be a question. Um, you know, that was a five or six year window. I honestly, I mean, it's even crazier now. I don't know if we can make it that long, Greg, without mm. a, a change somewhere down the line. Yeah. Yeah. I was curious your take uh, on, on one thing I'm chewing on here. Now, we, you know, we've got a hundred thousand some pieces for sale at our website. So we sort of keep track on the back end, both on volume increases and decreases by age and category. And it's interesting. It seems to me like there's a little bit of a collective in ag world, and I totally understand it. It's such a cyclical business, kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. But like you mentioned back in, you know, in these cycles, when 2000, late 07 to 12, even then there was a quite an overhang of late model used on the dealer lots, on the big stuff, the tractors, combines, planters, sprayers. And when I look at the the raw numbers of three, four, five-year-old listings versus, I mean, it's quite different than it was back then. I Do you think whenever a commodity price level soften up, I mean, what what is your outtake on use? Do you think it'll fall as much as it has in past downturns or will it hold higher because of the lack of four or five-year-old stuff out there? I think it comes down to uh, new manufacturers and, and their ability, uh, you know, to produce uh, like they normally have, Greg. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, when this pandemic first started to come out of it, we were, we were told, oh, within six months to a year, uh, all the new uh, manufacturers would catch back up and, and and it would straighten out on the new inventory. Um, we're a good year, year and a half into that. We're basically where they said uh, everything was going to be available again and uh actually we've seen it the contrary um, now we're hearing several several new uh companies uh are not one year out they're, they're two years out right. and further down the road and uh that's kind of amazing to us uh you know with uh 
you know, uh, being in uh, 2022 with the productivity that uh, it would fall by the wayside uh, that way. Um, so I would say that uh, as long as the productivity stays low on the new end, uh, the, the good use, they're going to remain, uh, you know, pretty strong just through the simple fact of numbers. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, until that changes, I just don't see any change in the quality used either. Yeah, so. that's, that's sort of what I'm seeing too. I mean, we, we hope that the supply chain can open up before you know, whatever will cause commodity prices eventually to soften. I mean, we it looks bullish for the rest of the year, but yeah, hopefully the new end can catch up a little bit there. But in the short term, I mean, just get your take. I mean, I, I the first time I've ever done it in 32 years, last October, I, and I'm hesitant to do this, but I, I just mm -hmm. came out in print and said, hey, you got something to sell. I mean, it is, you'll never have a better time to sell it. I, it, it would appear to me it's, 2022 is going to be just all year long a great time to be a seller, right? Yep. Oh, absolutely, Greg. You hit the nail right on the head. Um, and we've been telling our customers the same thing. Um, if, if, if they're getting out and they have uh, nothing to buy back, they're totally <laughs> in the driver's seat. And, uh, you know, I get asked, you know, should we wait? And uh, I don't see any reason for anybody to wait if they have a quality of, piece of equipment they need to they need to liquidate uh there's just never been a never been a better time that we have seen um right. and and like i say we've been doing it a long time so uh, if anybody's on the fence i would just uh tell them it's kind of now and it's question mark down the road right well now folks again uh joel mentioned they have four sales a year so joel your upcoming sales will be august and november so if listeners out there if they're interested in contacting you to put items on your sale uh, what they just uh, hit your website and your contact information there, or what, what's the phone number yep. they should call? Yep. Uh, yeah, our, our website, uh, evertractors.com. Um, otherwise, yeah, they can they can phone us directly at, at our regular regular uh, phone number online there. But uh, but yeah, like I say, we'll have two big big fall sales. Um, we'll possibly have some uh, farm auctions thrown in in between there. We been contacted by several individuals. Sure. Uh, we just uh, we do that when we're not quite as busy with our big uh, big consignment sales. Right. So and I uh, I got a queue up too, Joel, uh, with your growth there. I understand uh, kind of some big news on your uh, at your auction location. Is that correct? Yeah, Greg. Uh, we uh, like I say we're we've kind of outgrown ourselves at our current location. So. We're currently under expansion. Uh, we're going to double the size of our double the size of our building. Uh, make uh, more room for our auction patrons that that attend the sales nice. and uh, have more room, you know, for our for our uh, service work and and that type of stuff too. So, yep, we're we're putting on another big building here and uh, you know hoping to hoping to keep things rolling. Nice. Well, congratulations on that exciting news, Joel. And uh, and yeah, now I'll just. Uh, I'll tee up with one more here, Joel. Uh, you've been in the business, you said, 30 plus years? Yep, 30, 31 years. And, and like okay. I say, we're, we're uh, now in our you know fourth generation here. And uh, and okay. like I say, we're just very, very fortunate. Uh, you know, like I say, we've uh, uh, had a lot of great consigners through the years, uh, you know, and that's what helps us keep going. Okay, so I'll leave you with a two-part question, Joel. One, what excites you uh looking ahead or getting up every day about the business the industry you're in and two what advice would we have a lot of young listeners out there uh so what advice would you have for them if, if they love machinery they love auctions uh 
just uh, things to think about about their their future. Yep. Okay, Greg. Yeah, sure. Well, what kind of excites me as uh, you know, uh, getting actually on the farm and uh, looking at people's equipment. Uh, you know, you just literally that's what. Uh, drives a person. Uh, you just literally never know what you're going to find. Uh, in visiting with the customers and visiting with people, um, you know, visiting with about their equipment, uh, you know, the, the stories, uh, and, and you're excellent at documenting the stories of the equipment are, are a lot of times what, 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 uh, drives a person, what, what makes a great sale. Yeah. Um, is, is a story. Everybody's about the story. Uh, if the right story is there, um, you know, everything just, uh, just, uh, you know, it, it just, it just helps the item sell. Um, right. as far as, uh, you know, for new up and comers, um, like I mentioned with, uh, with my, uh, oldest boy, Jordan, um, um, you know, get into, get into great, uh, extracurricular activities, uh, FFA, uh, 4-H, uh, we love to support them. Um, they, uh, they help you uh, with with certain very important things you're going to need in the ag industry and and uh, and in other industries as well. And uh, a lot of what my son son learned for his project is a lot about record keeping. Mm. Um, and uh, and good record keeping uh, will uh, pay you huge dividends, uh, no matter what uh, no matter what business or what your uh, entrepreneurship will mm. will be. Um, so that, that is just huge. Um, mm. so, so yeah, for the young group, uh, keep great records, uh, get into, you know, great, uh, great, uh, things like 4-H and FFA. Yeah, that's great advice, Joel. Thanks for sharing that. Mm -hmm. And I'll maybe, uh, just bounce one last thing off you. It, it occurs to sure. me, I mean, I'm 56 and a half and getting older, but feeling younger. But, uh, I, one thing I love about this, this business, the farm equipment and the auction business, it's the, it's the personalness of it uh even with the internet it's still and it, one thing i i won't say i'm worried with young people but just i think i suppose if you grew up with a phone in your hand and it it can be easy for for all of us to look down into the phone all the time when i'm seeing a, a higher value of just simple people skills like eye contact mm -hmm. asking questions mm -hmm. with what you've done mm -hmm. in the business building your business i'm guessing your son must excel at it too but you say you love going out to talk to farmers on the farm that personalness mm -hmm. is a that's a big part of the business isn't it oh absolutely 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 that that's where a lot of your customer bonds start and uh, and like i say that that gives them the confidence uh to uh to uh, possibly, uh, you know, uh, have you as a customer in the future. Right. Um, like you say, uh, you know, uh, and uh, with the younger generation, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, uh, if they're if they're in, uh, you know, certain uh, extracurricular activities, I think that can help them get yeah. out of the, you know, out of that out of that funk and get them into, you know, more being more personable and and mm -hmm. learning them skills they're going to need, you know, to succeed in, in this. Uh, in this new new world we're in, right. but uh, but yeah, it's definitely a challenge for them. But uh, hopefully, hopefully, when things are getting closer to normal here, uh, they can get out more and uh, and uh, you know that that's the thing with like our business. You know, we've been here a long time, but we have just so many uh, consigners that have consigned literally through the same auction for 25, 30 years. Mm. You know, and that uh, you know, and uh, you know, to have your personal skills and to deal with people on a daily basis, you know, you gain their trust and then you gain their business. Well, Joel, That's kind of what it's about. I love it. I, I, again, thank you for taking time. I know you're mm -hmm. super busy, but yep. a great conversation. Uh, 
congrats on your growth there. And folks, again, if uh, Joel with Joel's Tractors and Auction, they have four sales a year coming up in August and November. Visit their website, everetractors.com. Joel, thank you again so much for the conversation and for for your uh, your family's uh, all that you've done, you and your grandpa, yep. and now your son, uh, for helping us in the farm machinery space. Yep, same to you, Greg. You're greatly appreciated, and we sure appreciate your time. Well, there you go, folks. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Joel Everett with Joel's Tractors and Auction. Uh, really fun conversation there with someone who's been in the business as long as I have an old shoe, but uh, I think Joel is spot on with his uh, take on the market. And again, the litany of record prices that they've had. Um, and again, check out their website, everetractors.com, E-V-E-R-I-T-T, tractors.com. Check out that Hall of Fame section on their website, pictures with notes, uh, very cool. And again, as, as Joel was telling us, they have upcoming sales in August and November here in 2022. So hit their website. Uh, again, they they bring in tons of buyers and sellers together and do an awesome job. And I really liked what Joel was saying there, company policy to, you know, have the owners present to talk about their equipment, just do things the right way. Um, so we wish them continued success. And uh, again, hope you enjoyed the conversation and uh, be safe out there planting season. Hopefully Mother Nature will begin to cooperate a little more. And until then, uh, we thank you for joining us. And uh, Till next time, I'll see you at the sales. 